Bangarang Radio, Bangarang Radio, BangarangRadio.com. I'm going out, I gotta go, I'll Bangarang on the radio, so turn it up, I'm telling you, I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya, hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques L'Amour. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Before we get to today's uh, guest, I just want to say thank you to anyone that has bought something from the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast merch store recently. I've had a couple orders here and there, and it really does help. Every little bit helps fund the podcast and keep me going and, and further and further pursue my dream. This this podcast is is not my full-time job, and I'm hoping one day that it will be, and with your help, I'm getting closer and closer to my dreams each and every day. So I just want to say, seriously, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for that. You can buy something if you wish at our merch store. We've got a couple different designs for you. There's Pop Punk and Pizza Ruined My Life shirts, hoodies, etc. And then there's Pop Punk and Pizza Saved My Life t-shirts, hoodies, face masks, etc. And then there's also just uh, merch with the regular Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast logo on it. So you can go to bangerangradio.com forward slash merch. And uh, once you get there, there'll be a link that you can click on and that will take you to the official merch store. So bangerangradio.com forward slash merch. And then at checkout, make sure you use that promo code poppunk for $2 off your order. Fall is right around the corner, so if you're in need of some brand new hoodies, there's uh, multiple hoodies from zip over or from zip ups to pullovers that you can choose from and, and multiple colors from uh, pop punk and pizza podcast so once again thank you so much for the love there so our guest today is from china now he's not originally he's not born and raised in china he was actually born in chicago and then spent most of his life in florida and then about 10 years ago made the big leap to Shanghai, China, and he's been there ever since. And I was delighted to talk to him because I uh, I have never talked to a band that's based in China before. This was a, a really cool thing to hear how life is for a uh, punk rock band in China. So let's get to my conversation with Chachi England of the band Round Eye. They just released uh, a brand new album entitled Culture Shock Treatment, being put out uh, via paper and plastic records. It's kind of funny that Chachi was on the show because we just had Vinny Fiorello, the owner of Paper and Plastic. He was just on the show last week. If you missed that episode, you can uh, go back and check it out and hear everything that Vinny's up to these days. Uh, He's got a brand new project called The Inevitables. That's a ska punk uh, project. Uh, Also a comic book project as well. Really cool thing he's got going on. But anyway, in the meantime, let's get to Chachi England of Round Eye. Welcome Chachi England of uh, Round Eye from uh, Shanghai, hey. currently in the subway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Thanks you're heading me, man. Sorry. 
sorry about the confusion with the times earlier. Hey, don't don't worry about it, man. I I get easily confused with math and the time zones, and so I just love right now that it's morning here in you know Illinois in the U.S. and it's evening. And are you actually in Shanghai? Or are you in like one of the surrounding yeah. areas, or? Uh, I'm in Zhongshan Park right now. I'm uh, heading to a show, actually. A friend of mine's having the last show. So, so shows are happening in in Shanghai. What's what's the situation with COVID nineteen there right now? Well, I'm wearing a face mask right now, but that's only because I'm in the subway. So, like public right. transit, such as speed train and airplane and uh, subways, you have to wear the mask still. But in taxis, okay. you don't. You used to, but not anymore. Okay, so so things are as far as the virus goes. Things are 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 much. Oh better. yeah, there's there's shows now. I mean, it's a packed house. There's no social distancing. It's it's back to normal. We've been playing back to normal since about April, maybe March. No, April. Oh wow. April. Okay, I guess I keep forgetting that it it hit you guys obviously much earlier than it hit us here in the U.S. So we're we're still going through all that. It the, did. Yeah. But uh, you know, the benefits of having a totalitarian state is that you could shut the whole fucking country down without anybody getting butt hurt about wearing a mask. <laughs> Which <laughs> one I, good, that is one positive thing I will say about communist China. That is one. And that's, you know, that, that was like the, the big thing I wanted to talk to you about today. Cause you know, I'm reading about round eyes latest record culture shock treatment. And this, this album is talking about the, the communist state of China, right? Right. And I don't like I'm not super familiar with the, the, the politics of China. So that was like one of the big things I wanted to learn from you today is what what exactly is the political state of China? How do things work and, and what are you fighting against with culture shock treatment? Well, OK, so basically this entire country is run by the whim of Xi Jinping and his military staff. And... You know, it's, it's always confused me, actually, because, okay, with the communist state, you think like being communism, it works for the people. And in some regards, it does, especially with healthcare. Right. Uh, but when it comes, there is absolutely no freedom of speech here. There's nothing like that. The press is completely censored. Uh, all of the televisions are censored. Radio. Education is censored. I work at a school. I'm a music teacher at a school. And every, every semester, we go through the same communist party meeting about okay, you have to include Hong Kong and Taiwan in our map, you know, and all this other crap. And you're at the complete whim of, uh, you know, the authorities out here. So they can just shut you down whenever they want. What, what, what exactly do you, uh, are you asking? Them? I guess I'm so just, I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's cool. Um, well, the, uh, you know, the, the description of the record is, you know, talking about how you're trying to call attention to the uh, the oppress oppressive communist state of the People's Republic of China. So I right. guess that's that's what I'm asking. Like, what is the you know the current state? And I guess you you pretty much answered my question. You know, on, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, just imagine operate. any uh, you know imagine a real life uh 1984. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that book that book is nuts. Um, I remember when I read that book in high school and I just thought, oh, my God, <laughs> it's just and, and it's that's crazy. Where I live. <laughs> right. That's where you live. I was going to say it's it's true. It came true, un- unfortunately. Um, you know, because there's, there's no such thing as due process here. You know, there's no the lawyer system. There's no such thing as. Uh, hold on a second. I just ran up a 
Hold on a second. Sure. Okay, I'm out of the subway now. In okay. The middle of Jungcheon Park. <laughs> cool. Um, so okay. Like, so for- you know, actually, to be honest with you, I've always been curious to to ask a, to interview a, a Chinese lawyer because I have no idea what kind of rights they actually have. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have any friends that have had any entanglements with the law? To they do, but it's more on like corporate affairs and domestic matters. It's usually okay. it's never anything against the cops, mm-hmm. abuse of power. It's never anything like that. It seems okay. every time I see like uh, corrupt officials getting, you know, subpoenaed or questioned, it's always within the circle of the higher ups in the government, the upper echelons. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not like it's not like some investigative reporter the washington post is putting a spotlight on something you know what i mean and yeah because they're because they can't they can't do that they probably get they shut do down that. yeah they would they, absolutely get shut down and then thrown in jail and their whole families would feel the repercussions of their crime right exactly so if if something like that actually did get published or maybe even before it got pu- published they'd find themselves in in prison right and you know the thing the real fear factor here for china is with any local citizen is that they don't just go after you they go after everyone around you that's nuts that's yeah that's that's extremely scary yeah man i mean back in the day if you were sentenced to die they would shoot you right and then the yeah they'd bill your family the bullet oh my god <laughs> man that is savage man i can't i just can't imagine i just can't wrap my head Around I just that. realized I'm, I'm talking kind of loud now because a lot of ta- a lot of the locals are looking at me. <laughs> They're like, "What the? <laughs> like this guy? We might have Versus to report him." Loud, what I talking well, about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to get you in trouble, um, but uh, I did when I was creeping your Facebook. You're, are you actually originally from Chicago? I was born in Chicago, but I'm more of a Floridian. I was with most of my my okay. early adult life. Because I'm just 50 miles from Chicago, so... Oh, all right, um, right on. Yeah, so I was curious. I was like, so how did he wind up from Chicago to Shanghai to... And yeah, then I saw you uh, were in Florida at one point, too, so... Yeah, uh, well, so I moved away from Chicago when I was, like, two, so I was Oh, super, okay. When I have, like, friends come up to me and they, you know, they're from Chicago, like, properly, or even my sister... You know, they all talk about Chicago and say, like, oh, you know this place over in Lincoln Square? I'm like, dude, I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> but uh, if you want to talk Orlando, I could talk all day about that. But, I mean, um, so what brought me here was I was in a band called Libyan Hit Squad for about 10 years in Central okay. Florida. And in that band, there was a drummer. Uh, his name was Nate Hall, and he, he moved to China in, like, 2006 and seven. I think it was those years. And he was here for... You know, probably the last high water mark that the Chinese underground ever had, which with bands like PK-14, Carsick Cars and Subs and stuff like that. And uh, he saw what went down and and he came back and reported it all to me. And he said, oh, you got to come out here, man. It's incredible. It's just so crazy. And I was like, well, you know, I kind of filed it in the back of my mind like most people do. They'll, you know, they're just, yeah, maybe I'll do that sometime in my life. Yeah, you're like, yeah, and sure, just, okay. <laughs> exactly, right. Yeah, I'm going to give up my whole life and go to China, right? Yeah. And then um, he died. And then right after that, uh, the recession happened. So oh, man. I'm in a mess. The country's in a mess. I can't find work. And I decided, well, fuck it. And I mean, I just gave up everything. I gave, broke up with my girlfriend, gave her the dog, gave up the broke the lease, uh, broke up the band, and just left. I didn't even know how to say hello in Mandarin. I knew nothing. I just left. 
And, and it turned out to be one of the best decisions I've ever made. <laughs> wow. So you just jumped full on in, not knowing a damn thing. Nothing. Blind. So and I didn't was... even move to the cities that my friend was in. He was in Beijing and Taiyuan. I moved to Shanghai. Okay, so you've been in Shanghai this whole time. The whole time, yeah. So when you first got there, what were your first impressions? Oh, man. Okay, so like 10 years ago, this city was beautiful. I mean, this was before Xi Jinping. Mm -hmm. uh, this is like Hu Jintao kind of days. And it was a different place, man. Like there was rules in place. And yeah, the communists were still there, but they weren't really looking that hard. It, the whole city kind of operated by their own, you know, uh, honor system. <laughs> yeah, and so I get you. People were getting crazy and it was just, it was so much fun and so wild and you could, it was just such a party, you know? And then with the ascension of uh, XJP, it was like, that was around 2015, you really started to feel the presence of more cops, more surveillance, more cameras. Uh, the social crediting system came in, facial recognition came in, everything started changing very quickly. Because he, you know, he, he's more of a Mao Maoist, you know what I mean? He wants to bring, mm -hmm. bring back that, those ideals, kind of like a second cultural revolution. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And, and so, pretty much like round eyes latest record is is it kind of about fighting that it's fighting it's fighting the the communist state meddling with the the affairs of other nations and other and other free people around it it's it's fighting their intolerance to basically to social change and to, and to it's try, it's fighting a second culture revolution is what it is Mm -hmm. I don't want to see that happen again. Nobody does. And all of the, all of the kind of liberal minded youth, the youth of the underground here, they're all afraid too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But people are kind of complacent right now because, you know, yes, if they say it's a cap communist society, but honestly, man, it's, it's the most capitalist place I've ever seen in my life. And uh, I, how, how is that? Like an example would be, would be what? Oh man. Development. I mean, just the free enterprise. Everyone is, Everyone is concerned with the do with the, the, the dollar out here. Mm -hmm. This is, I mean, China basically took itself out of poverty in a, in a time span of about, I don't know, 10 years. And now the lower class is very, it's, it's, there's a huge middle class here, now, upper middle class too. So everybody's complacent. Everyone's got food, you know, rice in their bowls. Everything's okay. Mm -hmm. So they're willing to sacrifice some of their personal liberties that they, you know, that they had. Hong Kong is not. Hong Kong is totally a different story. Hong Kong mm -hmm. is, as far as I'm concerned, not China. It, it's just uh, complete opposite of, of Shanghai. Um, in in terms of the urban feel, it's it's mm -hmm. very similar. I mean, the topography is different. Of course, they have mountains and stuff, but right. yeah, it's a city. But the the, the culture, the, the way that people interact, the 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 art that is developed out there. The press, the literature, it's, you can definitely feel it's different. Mm -hmm. And, well, you know, two years ago. Right, right. Yeah. It, it's just, um, it's just really fascinating to hear about all of this. So I, I hope you don't mind me asking about it. Um, no, no, ask away, man. Um, so let's get back to the, the album, though. Honestly, when, um, when I got sent um, your press page to me from Melanie, 
And I, mm. I started listening to the Culture Shock Treatment album. I'm like, I've never heard anything like this. Like, it just all these different elements, you know, of of punk rock, but also like other genres. It's just kind of like mishmashed together. Like, I just, I don't even know how to, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. And so that's actually kind of what intrigued me too, to want to talk to you, to, to figure out like, how, how do you get all those different pieces to fit in with, with this album? Uh, sometimes it don't. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it really just you know crashes. But uh, I don't know. I mean, we all have a lot. Like everyone in the band has extremely disparate influences. I mean, we're, it's not like everyone in the band listens to Ramones. They don't. You know, it's it's very 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 eclectic, and I think that's what makes it work. And it's it's also with every one of our recordings, it's also extremely rooted in American Americana, like fifties uh, and sixties R and B. Hence the saxophone. Yeah. And, um, you know, there is a common ground there with, uh, with the sound. But, it, yeah, sometimes we play fast. Sometimes we play slow. Sometimes we sing about girls. Sometimes we sing about Xi Jinping. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, when, so when you got to Shanghai, how did Round Eye come together once you got there? Did you, did you just happen to stumble across the other members in the scene or did you know any of them before going to China or? Um, well, I formed the band just simply to finish the record that Libyan had not finished before I left. And it was a collaboration we had with Greg Ginn of Black Flag. And at the time, Ginn was super, super recluse. Uh, the new flags hadn't come out yet. Was, nobody really knew what he was doing. And we, we played with him, Libyan played with him on uh, his Florida leg of his, uh, uh, jam bang tour in the Taylor Texas Corrugators so we got to be really good friends with him and every time we went through Texas we'd hang out with him and I wanted to finish the record I didn't want it to shelve it I wanted to show it off and you know just have it out there and in order to do that I had to form a band in Shanghai to finish it and when I finally formed the band they were introduced to me by Chinese friends and we all met at this bar that we all frequented uh, called Inferno and once we started in getting in the studio and listening to the songs and finishing it, I started realizing very quickly that it's, the sound was totally different than what Livian was doing and decided to just have it as a split, uh, split LP. So the, you know, the book ended, the end of Livian and then the beginning of Round Eye. Okay. Wow. I, so is, is Livian... Yeah, we met each other very naturally. It was like, oh yeah, I know this guy who plays drums and, you know, all of my Chinese friends introduced me to all these other guys and they all figured that I wanted to play with a foreigner. They didn't show me any Chinese musicians. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so what is the music scene like in Shanghai? Right now it's probably the best scene in the whole world because we can actually play and you guys can't. <laughs> That's like, very uh, true. Um, but normally on a normal situation, it's actually kind of quiet, man. It's the city has 24 million people in it and it has less than, five rock bars you know so yeah. punk rock and rock and roll that's a minority music here it's not it's not the it's not the popular one post-punk post-rock indie and hip-hop those are the big ones and heavy metal that makes uh, sense so i i mean compared to a lot of the scenes that i've seen uh thus far in my time this is kind of a quiet scene okay gotcha yeah i um i've always heard I, I've, I've always heard great things about Japan, but I've never heard too much about China. 
and how well, Japan, are... the benefit that Japan had is Japan's fantastic. It's awesome. But yeah. they had the advantage of uh, being culturally opened since right after the World War Two. And mm. they, they kind of, their genesis of rock and roll was kind of parallel with America's because of, you know, the soldiers stationed over there. I mean, they were listening to, you know, they had radio stations over there and they were hip to everything that was going on in the 50s. And then, you know, in the advent of punk in the 70s, Japan had their punk bands in the 70s, you know? Right. Yeah. But I, they had I, a beginning. They, they kind of followed suit. But China didn't really open up until late 80s. Okay. Mid 80s. I mean, their first Western band here, the first Western performance was by Wham. Really? Wow. Yeah, that was Man. that was the first Western show, first Western artist ever played. That's wild. Huh. I, so, I, so I guess so I guess you could say it's almost like it's a little bit I don't know, behind or it's, yeah, it's obviously behind. just it's just a, a little different than Japan since Japan opened up so much earlier. And not only is it behind, it's still under communist rule. So they can't be free with their art, you know? They can't that, be radical with their music. Have you known anyone to put out uh, some type of music release only to have it pulled because oh, yeah. of something? Two bands in particular, uh, SMZB, who are very, very, very uh, notorious in this country. They've been at it for about 25 years, and Uwe always has had a political bent against the Nationalist Party. He's mm -hmm. always been against the communist government. Mm -hmm. So they're always, they're, I mean, there's, they have probably a whole book of songs that are just blacklisted out here and performances, you know, but they're still widely regarded and uh, top floor circus. And those guys, you know, they were getting naked on stage and being crazy. And then eventually he just became a sort of a reality show folk rock celebrity in this town. So he kind of lost his balls a little bit, but gotcha. it did happen. And then in Beijing, Beijing had their own thing too. Beijing for a little while had some pretty edgy music, like uh, with Hang on the Box being, I mean, they were the first uh, all-girl band to be, all, actually all-girl Chinese band to be featured on the cover of Newsweek in the late 90s. Wow, that's a big deal. So yeah, there, there were flashes here and there. Mm -hmm. And um, so w Culture Shock Treatment, uh, was just released last uh, month. Uh, July 3rd is when it came out. And it was put yes. out on uh, paper and plastic, which is really funny because I just talked to uh, Vinny uh, Fiorello about his new project, The Inevitables, oh. just uh, <laughs> earlier this week. So it's kind of funny how like, I talked to him and then I talked to a band on his label. It's kind of funny how <laughs> kind of yeah. funny how that rolls out. Yeah, Vinny's um, great, man. <laughs> yeah he's he's a super awesome guy i've just always been intrigued by his uh his creative thought process and and so um and the bands that are on his label as well so i feel like this is um you know paper and plastic is such a perfect fit for you guys just because you have such uniqueness um with uh with the style of of punk that you have um so how do you get <clears throat> Have you gotten involved in any way um, to try and, you know, stir things up in, in China? Like, well, how do people try to, com you know, combat, combat the, you know, the communist state? Yeah, I mean, bands like PK-14, they have very veiled messages with their music. You know, and they, it's nothing too direct, but there are... 
it's nothing massive. You know, I got to tell you that right from the start. It's no big mm-hmm. movement. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I you just... know, remember Tiananmen Square did happen. That's mm-hmm. what that was, right? Right. Uh, uh, you know, just basically they do what they can with their visual arts. Or, it's very risky to do it for a Mandarin punk band to sing in, in Mandarin. I think that's why we get away with a lot out here is because A, we're foreigners, and B, we're singing in a language that the censors aren't really picking up on. Okay, that makes sense. That makes you know perfect I mean? sense. Mm-hmm. And plus, yeah. in a lot of the Chinese bands, for some reason, they sing in English. You know what I mean? I never really quite understood that. That but, is uh, interesting. I never would have. I never would have guessed that. It's really weird, and it's like super broken English, but it's still English. You know? I yeah. Know, I know. Huh? Maybe. I, I don't know if I can answer that question and say that the that the the scene as a whole has really tried to fight mm-hmm. against it. Mm-hmm. Because you know. The, the backlash would be so severe. Right. Yeah. No, it has I... happened. It has happened. Bands like, there's a band called Tangu. And they were going in uh, the late 90s, early millennia. And these guys were vicious with the government, like videos depicting uh, the president at the time getting decapitated and getting really, really harsh, harsh noise criticism of the, the government. And... They they had a you know they were on a festival in Taiwan. They said a big message saying fuck the government, right, and all this crap. Mm-hmm. And then on their way back, they got calls from their family saying, "Do not come back to China. The f- officials are here, and if you come back, you will be arrested." And so one of the guys just decided to uh, he was a refugee. He just left. He just went to Sweden. Wow. And he couldn't come back. Yeah. So that was the end of Pangu. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty uh it's pretty surreal. So it does happen from time to time. Yeah. What um do you do you miss the US at all? Or are you like completely happy you know, where you're at? I miss I miss cheese. You know, I really miss like <laughs> no cheese bread, in, like, in, really in, in, in Shanghai. I mean they have cheese, but it's not like cheese, you know what I mean? It's not like good <laughs> shit. Not like our, our, our good cheese, I get you. And plus, you and know, you I get I get like I get enough whenever we go on tour and we go on tour for long periods of time. So I get my fix and then I come back. I think the only thing really that I miss about the States are my friends and family. But uh, sure. in terms of a lifestyle, no, nah, man, I've been away for so long that I'm just completely used to this. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is such a, a different world, you know, especially since you're actually in a city and you're not in like a rural part of China, you know. Um, right. It's just so, you know. And it doesn't even matter. I guess even if you are in a city in the U.S., it's still so different, you know. It is. So It is. Yeah. All I've right. Well, institutionalized, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you said, what, it's been 10 years now? Yeah. So, yeah, that that's that's a long time. Um, well, I don't want to take up any more of your time because I know you got to head to a show. So, um, sure. but uh, who, who are you seeing tonight? What kind of show are you going to? I'm going to a buddy of mine, uh, the band is called Matt. Uh, the band is called Foster Parents, and it's their last show. So it's a it's a great math oh, rock band here in China. So they're they're just calling it quits. One of them's moving, which is very common uh, with foreigners. <laughs> they just move out of the area, out of the out of the country. They you know, the country. contracts end. They find their love of their life here and get married and fuck off. You know, they don't. A lot of guys <laughs> don't want to raise their families here. Yeah, they just. Well, uh, you know, they just move. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why he's doing that now. It's kind of a bad time to do that, but whatever. yeah. 
<laughs> hey, you know, to each his own. But uh, yeah, yeah, hope, yeah. They, hope it's a good farewell show for them. Um, and I mean, anything else you want to say about round eye or, or uh, culture shock treatment um, before we go? Uh, no, man. Uh, produced by Mike Watt, a lovely uh, Uncle Mike Watt. And you can find it on paper and plastic. And most, uh, oh, yeah, the physical release of the album will be out in October. Oh, okay. I didn't so right realize now, the physical release wasn't. Okay. I did not realize that. Okay. Only yeah, digital will right be now. Vinyl eventually. Okay. Correct. Awesome, man. I'll have to uh, get my hands on some of that. All right. Yeah, hopefully awesome. we can uh, tour Cat or where, where are you in the States exactly? You're near Chicago? I'm, I'm yeah, 50 miles south of Chicago. All right. Yeah. Well, next time we're so. in the area, I'll give you a, a, a holler. Yeah, please do, man. That'd be great. I mean, that's probably going to be a while. Yeah, it'll be a little yeah. bit. <laughs> it'll be a little bit, but yeah, man, let me know. We can actually like, because the essence of this podcast, since it's called Pop Punk and Pizza, usually, um, you know, pre-pandemic, I would literally meet with most people in person and we would sit down, eat pizza and, and talk about, you know, music. So yeah, that was, that's why the show is called what it is. But right now it's like, I've had virtual, you know, um, eatings, but like, Mostly, it's it's just been talking and and no pizza, so <laughs> which is fine. Aww, it sucks. I, I, it does suck, but I'm I'm glad I'm still just able to you know talk to people, especially like you. This is cool. Like literally, you're the the first person I've ever talked to, first uh, person in a band from China, and it's just it's really fascinating to hear um, about. Well, it's been a real pleasure for me too, man. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. So, um, but yeah, good luck with uh, you know. Um, the show or going to the show tonight have fun and um, good luck with everything with with round eye and yeah please keep in touch and and um, we'll be looking for that uh, that vinyl coming out in October okay brother thanks a lot man <laughs> yeah thank you take, take care, care of yourself now. wear the mask okay wear the mask yes I always do <laughs> you too man <laughs> all right see you right. see ya Thank you, Chachi, for being on the show today. It was really fascinating to talk to you about Shanghai and China as a whole and what it's like being a punk band in a communist state. I still can just not wrap my head around some of those things he was telling me about and how their government works. But uh, I'm glad that Chachi could uh, give us some of his time today to uh, educate us, or at least educate me, because as you heard me say to him, there's a lot of things I just I don't know about China and their government, so it was uh, fascinating to learn some of those things. Now, if you want to get more on Roundeye, you can go to roundeyeband.com, and that's also the handle they use for all their social media pages, so Facebook and Instagram and Bandcamp even. Everything is Band. And as he said, the physical release of culture shock treatment is not available until next month in october but it is available everywhere for streaming so you can find it on spotify apple music etc just uh search round eye and culture shock treatment will come up there for you so give that record a listen i've listened to it probably three or four times already it's just i've never heard anything like it before and i absolutely love the fact that it it has such a unique sound so 
I uh, guarantee you'll like it yourself. So that's it for this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. I am Jacques Lamour, your host. Thank you so much again for downloading this podcast because there's a trillion podcasts that you could be listening to right now. And the fact that you chose this one, I am truly grateful for. Make sure you follow us on social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're all at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. I'm on Twitter at On Air with JL. And if you're in a band, you want your music played on the show, or you want to try to get an interview, whatever it is, uh, you're a band, you're a publicist, you're a manager, whoever you are, (laughs) you can send me an email at bangerangradio at gmail.com. Just uh, shoot me as much information about your band or your client as possible, press pages, EPKs, all that fun stuff, links to your music, Spotify preferred, because I do have Spotify premium, so it's just easy for me to pull up Spotify and listen to your band real quick, um, or YouTube, that's fine as well. But it's bangerangradio at gmail.com if you want to hit me up there. It's also a good uh, place to hit me up if you have any questions or anything like that as well. Um, and then our merch store, if you can buy something to help support the podcast, go to bangerangradio.com forward slash merch. And make sure you use that promo code POPPUNK at checkout because you'll get $2 off your order. We do have uh, plenty of hoodies available right now for uh, you to choose from because fall is coming here in the U.S., so it's going to be getting cold, and you'll be wanting a hoodie to uh, keep you warm, right? So bangerangradio.com forward slash merch to uh, see what we got. We have obviously a lot more than hoodies. There's t-shirts, face masks, coffee mugs, etc. So I encourage you to uh, check that out as well as Round Eye. So have a great rest of the day. Now, I have another episode coming your way in just a couple days. It's uh, going to be our 10 songs for September episode. If you've never heard of my 10 songs episode, it's literally... Just an episode where I play 10 songs that I that I think you should check out that month. And it's uh, in correlation with the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast playlist. And I do that the beginning of each month. So that episode is going to be released September 3rd on bangerangradio.com and wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. So if you subscribed on Apple Podcasts, you'll get a notification on Thursday the 3rd, September 3rd that you've got a uh, 10 songs for September 2020 episode. So I'm looking forward for uh, you to hear the list I put together this month because it's, once again, uh, one, uh, it's, it's going to be hard to choose which is my like favorite month of uh, a playlist because this one's just chuck full, once again, of amazing songs that either I stumbled across or songs that were submitted to me. So I will talk to you on September 3rd. Until then, take good care of yourself. It's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza.